Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. OMG, we are so excited for our next guest. Right, Ryan? Yes, we are. Oh, my goodness. You're not, <laughs> you're not, I, if I can start now, I'll keep going on and on about That's how true. much of a fan I am. Like, literally. <laughs> this needs to be a quick introduction so we can just get into That's it and have a conversation. Saying. Okay, you know her from 2017's Drag Race. Trailblazing actress, singer, reality star, and activist Peppermint is with us right now. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much. You're <laughs> and Ryan. Peppermint. I mean, honestly, these these like interviews that we've been doing with everyone have kind of been just like checking in on folks, right? Like first uh-huh. question out the box is how have you been? How has quarantine been? How have you been handling this crazy year? What 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 you got to say? I mean, all things considered, right? That's my answer to everything. All things considered, mm-hmm. I'm doing relatively well. I'm have my health right now and my life. And it's, you know, if you told me that I was going to be, you know, if you had said to me a year ago, there's a pandemic coming and it's going to be, and lots of people are going to die, I would have exploded. But all, like I said, all things considered, I'm doing relatively well. And I think that, I think that generally, even though there's a lot of really important issues to talk about and things that are not going well, I think as humans, we're dealing. I think we're dealing. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen after a couple of weeks, but um, I think we're dealing. And so I feel, I feel pretty good. Have you had anything in your life that had to change because of this? And like any of those major mm-hmm. life changes or like you thought 2020 was going to be X and it just became this. Yeah, I thought 2020 was going to be the year that I was going to release my album and go on tour. Uh, that I was going to uh, travel more. I mean, I'd all, traveling had always been a part of my situation, but you know, I had a plan. We already had tour dates booked. It had been a few years since I'd been able to do any music. And it also has been forever, ever since I've been able to do like a serious album like this. And so I wanted to give it like the respect it deserved. And I wanted to have a very particular, we're going to plan this. We're going to do this tour. We're going to go here. There's going to be this. We're going to talk to these people. I had the whole thing lined up. And then when this all hit, it all changed. All of my, I mean, I, I, not only could I not go out and promote the album, I couldn't earn a living. And right. I found myself mm. 
like a lot of other Americans. Thankfully, I live live in a place where there's a bit of a safety net and I found myself on unemployment and I found myself, you know, with the best. I mean, yeah. I, you know, here I am. I've been on TV, been on Broadway. And what am I going to do? That's, that's real. And that's, <laughs> that's real. It's so real because I think there's this idea, obviously, once you're on television, once you have all the followers, everything is just set to go, right? And even on top of that, we dealt with social unrest in this country where all the white folks woke up oh. and they were like, oh, crap, mm-hmm. racism exists. So how did that on top of everything that you were, you had all your plans together on top of that, how were you able to navigate that space? Because that had to be well, even more difficult. I felt like quietly that I was doing it quietly. To be honest with you, I didn't really, you know, I wasn't like advertising like, hey, I'm on Medicaid. You know, like I was just kind of like, oh, well, this is just kind of what I got to do. And obviously at that point, we were only a couple months in. We didn't know how long this was going to last or what was going to happen. And so it, it was the, the bigger, the first adjustment personally and sort of my ego wise was that just the financial considering that, you know, what's going to happen with my family? Will I be able to travel to see them? You know, should I go home? Everyone, there's a lot of other people leaving New York, which is where I, I live to go, you know, to their, wherever the hell they're going and their vacation home. And I can't. And then when I kind of got through that and I was like, okay, we're going to be in this for a while. Let's, let's sit down and, and let's sit down. (laughs) And then there was nothing left to do. And so I watched all of the internet. I watched all of, uh, you know, I was just watched everything and did all the little challenges and tried to learn how to do, you know, like all the stupid stuff people were doing. And, and just when I was about to start Game of Thrones because I'd never watched it and pe- there's like all these seasons and people are like, yes. well, it's really good, but you're going to hate the last season. So don't watch it, but watch it. I was like, oh my God, well, I have the rest of my life. So I might as well just go ahead and watch Game of Thrones. Exactly. And just when I was about to watch Game of Thrones, you know, the real story of 2020 happened. And part of me was like, I mean, I was, I remember being so bothered and moved and upset. And I feel like my life had changed in just watching yet another video of an unarmed black man being killed on video in front of my eyes. And I didn't know. And I was like, I, I don't care what happens after this. I may never work again. I don't care what happens. I have to dedicate myself to doing something about this. And I was prepared for us to everything we've known to just be gone. Let's, if we have to just, whatever we got to do. And that's what I was ready for. And, and I was so hopeful. I was, I mean, on one hand, I was like really upset that we have to be in this position. But then on the other hand, I was like, what an opportunity. And thank God that the best thing to come out of this pandemic wasn't going to be, you know, Tiger King or something. <laughs> right. And, you know, right. <laughs> I was like, is that what we're locked up for? <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I, I love your perspective and it's so important, but like, it is hard for a lot of people. How do you, how do you get to that place where you can find that hope and also um, the energy to then use your platform to really create action and change? Where does that come from? You know, I don't know. I mean, I guess on the short end of it, it might just be the way I was raised. But I have always, do, do, as, as an adult and as a drag entertainer, I, I had always seen a connection between the queerness and the drag that I do and the job that I have and sort of charity and, and being empathetic and community. And so I had always seen a connection with that. What, in my lifetime or career, 
you know, it was, you know, AIDS and HIV education and prevention, which I have volunteered years and years and years on the, you know, marriage equality, which honey, I, I don't have no ring on my finger, but I'm going to march across that bridge that for y'all. Yes. And, you know, I, those were things that I came, I felt came with territory. There were other Queens who I was working with and in, in the city who were like, girl, I'm just here to tell jokes and be, you know, hearty heart. And I don't got time for all that stuff. But I do think that this year, I mean, you know, not to jump ahead, but I do think that this year really did sort of, it just the one big litmus test. You know, there's so many things, there's so much BS that sauntered and sashayed into 2020 that will not make it out alive. And like this complacency and this like halfway um, allyship and this, you know, um, being okay with, uh, you know, um, all the misogyny and homophobia and transphobia and racism, those things just don't, will not fly. There is not a company or corporation, at least that I've seen, who hasn't cons- reconsidered their entire position. Oh, they have um, to. And I and, and, I, and it, they have to. And I wonder though, um, and I would love to know, do you think it's going to stick? Do you think moving oh, man, forward, so. are, are we really going to see this change, right? Well, I hope so. Listen, I guess it's up to us. It's up to all the people, you know, people. But I, I think so. I hope so. I think it's necessary. I, I do believe we've come further than we ever had before, where in order to create real change, lasting change, it can't just be like the victims of oppression or the handful of people, you know, who are who are. Um, maintain it. It really does need to be everybody, all hands on deck. And so from that regard, there are some people who may be, who are definitely invested, heavily invested in us going back to business as usual. Um, But I think it's up to us and then people who are new to the club to be like, hey, you know, that's not going to fly. Yeah. And to uh, speak up and not be complicit. That's for mm-hmm. sure uh, with anything. And and even if you look at your social media, you're also getting the word out about the election right now. I mean, like countdown is on. We have so little time <laughs> left. I know it's scary. Uh, what have you been doing? Because I saw on your feed, you've been doing something called the most office. What is that? Yes. The most office is the queer and fabulous version of the post office. I think a lot of people have been scared off from the idea of voting by mail. And for some folks, that's not an option. And for some people, it's a good option. I think everybody has their own circumstances. And I think, you know, although there is definitely some shadiness going on and some things to look at, uh, we we must, you know, um, if, if if voting comes at the expense of being scared off by um, the ballots or mail or mailing in your thing, then forget it. We have to at least send in send in the, our ballots. If somebody tries to be shady and dump them in another river, like he's talking about, which never happened, then we will find that person and we will persecute them. Like breaking the law is still illegal, but send your vote in. That's way worse. The consequences of you not participating mean that you are just A, not going to send in your vote and B, you're going to be okay if somebody else makes the, the decision for you. And we don't want that. And so vote. <laughs> yeah, and I agree with that. And I, I think it's it's interesting that we're at this crossroads where still there's people that feel like, well, I'm not satisfied with the person that everyone is telling me that we have to vote oh, for. Oh, Mary, Mary, quite. <laughs> who cares? 
I don't yeah. know when I've ever been satisfied, to be honest with you. Maybe one president I can think of that I was like, oh, this is the one. And we probably know that. Is. I think if you talk to any, look, 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 any <laughs> woman, any queer person, any person of color, all of them have looked at the candidates. I, and I actually don't even care what party you belong to. Every woman, every queer person, and every person of color has looked at these um 40, what, 44 white men, old white men, and one black man, and been like, well, I guess I'll vote. You know, like, <laughs> it is what it is. It's not perfect. And, and, and when it comes to representation, our country is, is lacking and behind other countries who do have, who have had uh, some more diverse representation when it comes to elected officials. But it doesn't change that voting for that person, yes, it may be like a feeling like you're publicly saying your vote of confidence, but that person will be in power and everyone that they bring with them will be in power. No, for sure. Lesser evil at this point, unfortunately. Right? Yeah. You've obviously traveled the world even though you wanted to do more of that. Do you ever think about leaving the US? Well, I'm sitting in um, Vancouver, Canada right now. Hey, okay. What are you doing? So you already did. (laughs) I'll call you later, honey. I'll call you later. So I'm Canadian. She's like that answers the question. Yeah, yeah. I'm. uh, I mean, look, it's a lovely place, and I'm, and I, you know, but Canada is very much like act. um, We don't think so, honey. When's your return? And so I do think that I feel like the people who feel like that are probably the people who who feel like a they don't belong. That b we are being attacked and uh, discriminated, and all those things are on the rise. And obviously, they're terrible and horrific. But the last thing I want to do openly out loud is admit to those people, the white nationalists and the conservative people who are trying to strip us of our rights, admit to them that I don't belong here and that it's your country, not mine. And I'm only here for the sake of making money for the, you know, for the economy. And I don't have any other stake in this. I don't, I can't admit that out loud because the minute I do, it's speaking into existence. And then like, oh, this actually isn't your country. You don't have a right to be here and we're going to take down representation and we don't need to see your people, uh, you know, like that's what's going to happen. So I want to move on to your new single, um, Best Sex, uh, from your brand new album, A Girl Like Me, Letter to My Lovers. You know, Uh it's interesting when I I see drag entertainers kind of jumping, which one, they've always been in the music industry, but it Mm -hmm. seems like if you're not like, um, you know, a Trixie who is this white blind, people won't take you seriously. Have you felt the same way when you're like transitioning and trying to really show people that, hey, I have music ability and I should be taken just as seriously as some of my, what, colleagues or sisters? I do admire what Trixie did in not making music that was just kitschy. You know, like she did, she her she's playing the guitar and or whatever, you know, the instruments that she plays. Yeah, it's and folk. She is, yeah. Yeah, and she it's very folksy. Um, and she's doing her thing. And and so I appreciate that there is like another queen who's like attempting ser- serious music. It is, it was a surprise to me how, I mean, it was delightful to me how well it was received. And it was a surprise to me to see that that same type of enthusiasm didn't necessarily exist for, you know, other queens that I think were are also do, doing a bit. Monet Exchange, well, definitely Adora, Adora Delano has had some successes. You know, Aja, yeah. these are queens of color who have music that is not like, you know, just who, who can't be put in the box of party music. Now, I know that there's a lot of queens, myself included, who have music out that in the past could be 
considered party music. And I think that that's really easy to write off, both by the queer community and the listeners, and then also by folks in the music industry. You know, I mean, look, and I think that's a shame because like, look, I'm sorry, she's a brilliant writer, but her own singles, Kesha, she is party music. Yes. You know, for the most part. For sure. Until... Her last album. I'll give her some props. Like that's Look at Miley Cyrus, even. I mean, uh, there's exactly. so many artists go t- through different phases. But yeah. your, your single, Best Sex, which we just want to play a little clip of it right now. It's pretty hot and heavy. Oh. The music video it's out now. Here's a little clip. You're always undercover. All torso and no face. Want nobody seeing me with you You ain't got no time for me until you do Always lying, why can't you just tell the truth now, that was intense. And of course, <laughs> a little bit of uh, the uh, Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers, your latest album. Mm-hmm. How many lovers do you have? And Let me tell you, honey. Let me tell you. Really a- and real quick, before you yeah. answer that, were you done answering my question? Because I didn't really no, feel like you were. That? Well, the, the idea of like, I just want to make sure, are you nervous about kind of embarking on this journey and people actually seeing you for the artist that you are? I was. I was nervous and putting this out there. I was. I was worried. I was, I mean, I'm not that worried about how people were going to receive it because to be honest with you, this is me. This is very real. And when you're presenting yourself, there is a little bit of, you know, maybe some worry, some trepidation. But after you get past that initial thing, at least for myself, I was like, okay, well, there's nothing else to be like, this is actually me. And so like, they're going to like it or not. But the, it is something new for Mm -hmm. me. And so I wanted to take people on a bit of a journey. I had a really significant relationship and a significant breakup. And that that lasted about a year. Hello. It was probably the best relationship that I've ever had up until that point. And so I wanted to kind of, that's good and bad, right? And I wanted to be able to show both of those things. And it's not, I think that the topic of love is universal, but I think what is also important is if I can bring this subject in, which everybody understands, it, and serve it in a way that is also definitely, with the food analogy, nur- serve it in a way that nourishes queer, Black, trans folk, queer, queer folks, Black folks, and Black trans folks, then that's all the better. Because honestly, I have not heard a lot of queer people of color, queer people in general, having mainstream successes in music. We're starting to see, obviously, lots of people in Hollywood, TV shows, who are, who are you know, we know that they're queer and maybe some queer characters, which is lovely. But in terms of mainstream music successes, it's a little, it's a, fir- it's a little far behind. Now there are definitely artists who are out, who are doing their thing. Justin Trantner, uh, uh, Shia Diamond. These are some great people that are really inspiring. But I'm talking about the people who have the mainstream legendary people who we know were gay or whatever and never able to sing about who they were really loving. They had to put it, they had to encode it. And that I thought was a shame. And so what what happens is these people who America or the world are fans of these people, are fans of the Ricky Martins. They was one of the highest, you know, like a major, major, mm-hmm. major artist. Fans of these people in their heyday, George Michael, things like that. And then, but we never really, and people had their suspicions, obviously, but we never really knew. And so then that also allowed people to say, I lo- I'll buy George Michael's music. I like George Michael and Ricky Martin, but they better not come out as gay. And I'm going to discriminate against the gay people in my life because they're afraid to come out, sub- subconsciously, they're afraid to come out. And so why should we value what they have to say about their queerness? And then 
what's worse is it really does, I think, unfortunately, and I'm not blaming people for being closeted and getting their bag because they got to get their coin, but it doesn't necessarily provide a space that inspires other young queer people to come out and be themselves, right? And so I wanted to kind of serve it in a different way. I was like, I have something to say. I'm not going to turn around. I mean, obviously, as, as a, I'm not going to turn around and try to like encode or disguise or make my, the gender, the, the things like something that nobody knows or just make it all general. I'm going to talk about the things that are affecting Black trans women on a record. And I bet people are going to understand what I'm talking about because it has to do with love and sex. Hello. And so best sex is really all about that person, those people that you're swiping left and right on who really have no redeeming qualities except one, their, their best sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've all had that, for sure. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing your truth and your vulnerability with us and even you know, within your work because it is so important. I think Thank it- you. I think it's also interesting, especially because like one of my very good friends, she's a black trans woman and we talk about relationships and we talk about how difficult it is even feeling seen or feeling respected or feeling worth. And is that something, some, especially coming out of a relationship, is that something that you're going to be talking about in this music? If that's your yeah. experience. Um, it is my experience. Like, am I worthy of love? Is this something that attainable and I know that everyone's I'm not saying boohoo I don't have a boyfriend it's not I had girl I am (laughs) (laughs) he's speaking from his he's projecting (laughs) hell Uh, I was in a relationship and it was the best I'd had to the point to that moment and but yes you know it was more about the realization of yes I am worthy of this love that's in front of me this love that's wrapping itself around me what am I going to do about it? Am I going to reject it? Am I going to accept it? And that's a part of it. Um, and then also the other part of it is like the the not accepting the crumbs because in the on the quest for the love, we oftentimes accept the crumbs that people will give us and say, well, I'll take this in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And then you just end up in nothing crumbs. And um, and I wanted to be able to to, to focus on that, but then also really show that there are people who are um, the perpetrators. Like best sex is all about the perpetrators. It's a sexy video. And I know we had to do something really sexy in in the song, but it really is a big read or a burn to all of these um, cis hetero identified men who are into trans women, particularly there's other people who are into trans women and trans folks. But um, for me, it's for my partners, the people that I've been connected with and, you know, trying to like call them on their BS, you know, um, and show that I'm really, ultimately I'm not going to accept that in the long run. I know to make it catchy in the song, I talk about how basically like I'm addicted to it, but um, I'm in a different place now. And, uh, and so that's the beginning. But the, the thing about this um, album is that it is, I had a lot to say. And I had three albums worth to say it. And so this is the wow. first of three albums of the beginning, the middle and end of the relationship, which came over a year. And so we're going to release this over a course of a year, the beginning, which is out now, the middle and end come out obviously next year. Um, and so Best Sex is the beginning of that journey. I actually met my ex on a swipe and I was like, honey, just get over here because love ain't real. And I just need some company. <laughs> and you got 20 minutes. Okay. And like, that's where I was. And he was like, actually, you know what? No, let's let's connect, and that be that became the relationship that lasted that whole year. 
you know? Oh, that is, that's very nice. Wow. While it did end, I think that there's so many gifts in what you experienced. And like, now how are you approaching relationships or your singledom? I hate that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I am. Have you uh, healed? Much more, yeah, hello. I'm much more open um, now. I think I'm less cynical. Um, there's st- clearly, there are some problems in the dating world. Uh, in the modern dating world, um, and they still do exist. And I tr- and I'm, but I'm definitely less cynical. I'm more matter of fact. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to categorize it because I think everything is a different experience with different people. But um, but I know what I I know now what I won't even begin. To, not only what I won't accept, I know what I won't even temporarily entertain. I mean, it seems like you have such a, just a, uh, like this time has been very transformative is kind Mm -hmm. of what I've been describing it. And I wonder, has that also been the same for work as well? Like, do you, will you consider yourself a drag entertainer moving forward? Or are you trying to move past that? I'm definitely a woman who does drag and and has done drag. I do see now that like me even being like allow, having that sort of title stops others from being able to see that a drag entertainer can be a woman who is an actress and you da, 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 da. And so it, it has been really interesting while trying to present this see, album, um, seeing people's response, because I think that sometimes they're expecting, you know, I've had music in the past and it was like, you know, I've done songs, put a dollar in my titty. Um, you got a shady phone. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'm serving it up. You know, all this stuff, it was cute, but this is very different than that. And so I realize that people kind of want a different package when they're he- when they're more vulnerable and listening to, to music that might be, you know, more sentimental and things. And so I'm um, understanding that. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I say, honey, once a queen, always a queen. I don't care who you are. Period. And so that's that. But um, if I need to not, if I need to put, um, some of my other highlights forward, uh, you know, then so be it. Because people, are, you know, are really excited to announce me as from RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, n- no one has introduced me as, you know, first trans woman to originate a Broadway role. In a yes! Movie. I was about to, by the way. That's the biggest <laughs> thing. No, that's, that's actually huge. the biggest thing. We were talking about that. Yeah, head over heels, of course, um, which I think, like, so many things you've been groundbreaking with. So, Knowing this and how much you challenge yourself, is there something on your bucket list that you're looking to do or plant the seeds for? <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to do, this is so stupid. Um, but stupid. I want to do the amazing race because no, I love I, the No, 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 Peppermint, wait, can, real quick, pause. Because this white woman what? to your left has been trying to get yes. me to travel around the world on amazing race that people are Honey, trying, they like- I'll go, if the, you ain't trying to go. Yeah, no, I ain't right. doing it, I'm sorry, I ain't doing it. it. There you go, you can, you can no, have it. No, honestly, I've been trying, no, Ryan actually was into it and he still is, he actually is not. He, <laughs> I like, hope so, come on. The other week, you should like, maybe before the pandemic, we were about to do our audition tape, okay? I'm a big brother like, fan. Okay. Amazing race. I, I see a lot of running. I see a lot of out of breathness yeah, for is. me. There I is. see a lot of heights. I just see a lot of things that I don't know if I'm fully prepared to allow the world to see me in. Now, put me in Big Brother. Girl, I got social game out the ass. Let's go. <laughs> 
I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I, I, I mean, look, I'm, I've done all of those. Like drag race is kind of a combination of some of those things. It's physical and it's obviously a very social game. And so, um, and so I hear you and uh, reality TV is not my favorite, but the amazing race just seems like wonderful. I don't know why Me too. I want to do that. it. So badly. <laughs> Well, you know what? Maybe we should go. I, I might. Well, Ryan, I still would love for him to join me. I'll probably not. end up doing it. Shira sucks me into everything she wants. Yes, me I do suck him into it. Otherwise, the guy I'm dating, I'm just saying, and I would win with him, by the way. He is out of control. I would win with him. <laughs> but, Peppermint, we should get you on to, like, let's all create the connection so you could jump on. Honey, oh, and then sounds. Also, our producer, we, we've had Aja on the show before, and yeah. Aja, uh -huh. uh, I guess our producer texted Aja, and Aja literally said that she loves you. Oh, <laughs> I love Aja. So many connections. Yeah. Oh, right, I just so, mentioned, we were just talking about Aja. Yeah, yes. that, yeah that's, why, that's he, why he's listening, and yeah, he heard. So wait, so Amazing Race, anything else that, like, are you going to be writing a movie anytime soon? Like, I don't know. What's next? Well, funny, you should ask. No, I don't, I'm psychic right now, maybe. I don't know. Tell us more. <laughs> uh, well, I was trying to, because of the pandemic and how things have changed, I was trying to figure out a way uh, with my team, my fabulous team at PEG Records um, and my fabulous publicist, Ken. Uh, we were trying to figure out a way, how can we get all of this out there in a way that people can really consume it and kind of experience it? You know, because it's not going to be a show. I'm not singing, I'm not going to... It, what are we going to do? And so we decided to do a short film instead of the tour. Yes. We decided to do a short film, kind of of all the music videos, but it, it's not really just like a bunch of music videos. It is a short film with that is scored by the music. Um, and so I just oh, I uh, worked on that. We just, I just produced that and we, and that is uh, being edited. We're in post-production right now. That comes out at the end, maybe the end of the month, probably um, the beginning of November. That is so exciting. And honestly, I'm loving that you're just in a space of creativity and and, and understanding yeah. that, you know, things in life just happens and things are pivoted and all these things. Now's the perfect time for me to invite everyone to, yeah, I don't know when people will hear this. Okay, so this Saturday, everyone, you are all invited to my uh, one woman show called Letters Live, which is uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so before, you know, it's a Saturday, so y'all can still like, you know, have a nice little dinner or whatever you're going to do. Uh, and I have some special guests. Also the co-star of the short film, Levi Smith, he plays my boyfriend in it. He will be there along with Lex Newman, a fabulous intellectual uh, who speaks out on gender and sexuality. Um, and then I'm also doing some uh, live performance, some selections from the show, from the, the album. And so everyone is invited. It's on my Twitch. It's a free show. It's free. Come it's on, free. free. It's free. Yes. It free. And, and where, um, where's your Twitch so people could check it out? Yes, yes. Peppermint 247. That easy. Well, you are fabulous. Oh, I love everything that you're doing on and every part of it, from activism to your creativity. It's beautiful to witness. Legendary and, behavior yes. is what we call love that. It. Legendary behavior. <laughs> And again, please check out her new single, Best Sex, off her brand new album, A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers, out right now. Ow. Peppermints, you're fabulous. Thank you again. Mwah!